pro. Lady, the problem isn't in my pants. Bexman. So, well, this is gonna be the one where me and you just argue for an hour and a half and Justin reads comics. All we're doing <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's reality. Yeah. So welcome to this issue of Mexmen. Uh, I'm Tony. I'm Justin. And I'm Devin. And today is a weird uh, sort of day. Um, already, 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 you break. Uh, it didn't feel weird out. until you said that. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have known. I'll edit it out. <laughs> just mid through. Just run this with it This podcast will be five seconds long. Just, just, just <laughs> run with it now. So there was a, a little bit of a miscommunication. Uh, about what exactly we're covering today. Was there, though? Uh, <laughs> I didn't say on whose part. <laughs> it was a misremembering. Uh, every, everybody had their their part to be blamed for in this whole thing. Uh, I'm willing to accept mine. If you guys are grown up enough to accept yours, that's fine. Yes, uh, and that we were not, completely responsible and did uh, what we agreed on. Maybe you guys talk weird sometimes. That's not the point. Uh, but <laughs> we're... Going to be finishing uh, Second Coming. Um, no, we are not. Oh, we're not? We're doing the middle of Second Coming. <laughs> we're yep. going to be doing the middle of Second Coming. Uh, <laughs> which, the second arc. Uh, I thought it was 12 issues. It was 14. You're fucking 14. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so. I would, I would do so many things different. If you were 14? Look again. Yeah, sure. I wouldn't have bought that fucking phone. <laughs> That's somewhat you go back to being 14. Right, so to just so people are clear, uh Devin got a brand new phone. Yeah. Pixel uh, 3A. Got in my truck. Fell uh, right out of my pocket. Yeah, fell out of it. Are we telling the story together? It's, Might as that's well. That's cute. Uh, so the phone falls out of his pocket as he's getting into the car and shutting the door. Happens to slam the door right on the phone as it's falling, and yep. then the phone taunted him. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I said it was completely broke, and then the phone, slash activation was like giving the definition of completely broke. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that phone can eat a dick. So we're covering the middle part of Second Coming, as I was saying. Uh, that uh, there's a little bit of a miscommunication, uh-huh. and uh, I did not read that. Uh, <laughs> so I will be more of a spectator to this. Uh, but Out of curiosity, what did you read? Uh, I read uh, <laughs> Dead Man Logan issues ten and eleven. And there's not much to talk about with them. Uh, That's good. And also, I read a couple issues of Spider-Man. <laughs> um, I read a lot That's, of comics this week. Just none would, of the ones I was supposed to. <laughs> that would be very helpful for the Spider-Man podcast. I'll talk right about there. Spider-Man this whole time. And so I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, and I read some Ghost Rider. And uh, some Venom. If, if I can make this an hour and a half podcast just listing the things I actually read. Um... But we're also going to be talking about Age of X, uh, finishing off uh, some of those issues, uh, well, all of those issues except for Nightcrawler and Prisoner X, because those were shitty. Those were bad in our opinion, and I didn't want to read them anymore, and nobody else wanted to pick them up, so that's fine. Uh, But yeah, so we're going to be going over some of the Age of X stuff, and anybody else wants to like cut in and put the talking, that's cool, too. Okay. Yeah, you were just on intro, man. Yeah. We have just been waiting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were good at it, light. too. It was good, right? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> oh, man. 
Uh, did you want to start with uh, your stuff? Or we could alternate, right? Because it's two and two. Yeah. Okay. Or three. Uh, oh, yeah, right, but I meant fucking... two titles, two titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm covering uh, Apocalypse and the Extracts as well as Extremists. So we left off on two of Apocalypse and the Extracts. We left off with Omega Red killing the offshoot extremist group. They're a pretty much no-name dude, so it's like, who, who really cares about those guys? Omega Red kills those dudes, leave him, leaves them in a shape of an X. Actually, he kills a shitload of guys. It wasn't just them. He kills them, then he kills a whole bunch of villagers and puts them in the shape of an X in the name of the Extracts. And the Extracts are all peace and love, so, you know, they weren't, they weren't really down for that. And uh, Peter over here is starting to remember Kitty. And he's, they go into Peter's art gallery, and he's got a whole bunch of pictures of Kitty in there. And Kitty shows up there, and they have this heart-to-heart, but Apocalypse shows up and beats the crap out of him and tells him, stay away, even though, you know, Colossus was trying to be cool. Wait, so I feel weird that I'm just noticing this, but did they do uh, Peter and Kitty on purpose? Like, is that supposed to be funny? Oh, and then like a a dick and vagina joke? Yeah. Is that what they were going after, or did that... Well, she is only with Peters. Yes, she's had a lot of Peters. Yeah. Maybe. Parker, it's Quill, well documented. There's four of them. Rasputin, four Peters. At least it wasn't four Peters Wisdom. at once. You don't, you don't know what she does. And if she did, there's nothing wrong with that. No. If, no, no, if no. that's what you want to do as a lady, you do that, Kitty Pride. Because technically, she could do that and not feel any of them. Hey, this is the age where of X Men. Well, I was gonna say of prideful kitties, and that there you there is no shame for how many Peters absolutely they want. Absolutely no shame. Of course not. We're not judging. Take as many no. Peters as you want. Yeah. Yep. You do you. And yeah. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> so, Evan, uh, not Evan, Trevor, in the last, I always get those names mixed up for some reason. Because they're really white? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, Trevor's, one's blue and one has a bunch of eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. I need to just use their names. iBoy and Genesis, since those aren't like. Yeah. So, uh, iBoy in the last they issue. They call them Genesis, his, though? Yeah. yeah. Well, Apocalypse, Genesis. I just knew him as Evan Sabanier. So Trevor got his hands frozen and broken off. Evan decides he's going to heal those hands. Doesn't really work. Trevor starts complaining, bitching. He's mad that uh, everybody else had to get converted into the extracts, whereas Evan was born into the extracts, so he's all jealous. You got uh, Dazzler and Unveil take on um, Omega Red. Dazzler's actually pretty badass because she makes a light hammer, which I've never seen her do in any comics. Like, actually make a light instrument. And she's, like, breaking his bones and crap with that hammer. That's so, yeah. fucking dope. It's pretty badass. It's interesting that uh, there's interaction between um, Colossus and Kitty, though. Yeah. And that Because the other books is, like, he has no idea who she is. Yeah, it's kind of weird because he shows up and says he he's leaving the X-Men. Which I don't remember that in Marvelous. Did that happen in Marvelous? Yeah, but at the very end. Like so that's why, like, the the timeline of these books is, like, weird and askew. Like, you probably have to read all of them, and then after the fact, you're like, oh, okay, this happens here, and then this happens here. Yeah. And stuff. Because, like, they bleed into each other, but in odd ways. Yeah, because I think that was at the beginning of 4, uh, Extracts 4, where Colossus shows up, and he's like, I'm leaving. Okay. Yeah, because he, he does leave at 5, and the uh, extremists show up to fight him, and then he whoops their ass one-armed but I'll, I'll get more detail of that all right well armed. it's they all like interchange so it's hard to okay. keep them separate too yeah that's a good point so yeah omega omega red gets the upper, upper hand on those two because he's got those uh death spores coming out of his tentacles or some shit and uh he starts they start like choking and dying and uh then genesis shows up in a captain america costume kind of 
not a costume, but he, like, because, you know, he can morph. So yeah. he's got the big A, and he's got a shield, and he's going to save the day. I mean, it'd technically be uniform, considering it's military, I guess, right? I guess. But if it's his body, is it a uniform? It, well, it's a uniform or the costume. It's still, he's emulating the uniform. Yeah, but if you can't put it on and take it off. You still take it off. It just dissolves through you. Bayonetta, like, her, her costume's her hair. And it just wraps around her. She's just naked. But all I think the time. that's more. Yeah, she is just naked all the time. I think that's just a way for like, uh, like those kind of guys who are like super into like naked cartoon characters for them to be playing Bayonetta and be like, oh, like they showed close to her boob naked. Thought you were gonna say guys who are into hair, like a hair fetish. Like that too. Dudes got feet fetishes and crap. Yeah, which again, nothing wrong with that if you're. There's something totally wrong with that. <laughs> Not if you make great movies. I'm putting my stake in the ground on that one. <laughs> I mean, but making that's funny because they prefer to put their stick <laughs> in feet. But yeah, I will say uh, Tarantino, uh, the foot fetish, not the creepiest fetish in Hollywood out of directors. That goes to Brian Singer, that fucking creep. Yeah, okay. I'm sure there's a ton more creepy fetishes. No, no, it's just a really. It's like, not creepy. It's just weird to me. Is all. What he's overheard about that? Brian Singer is. No. <laughs> Tarantino. Everybody no, yeah, knows Tarantino. he's a pedophile. <laughs> no, Tarantino's really obvious about his foot fetish. He just he puts a long. Did you see shots uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? <laughs> did no. You, did oh you my hear, god! Do your Margot Robbie story. About, that she had no idea. Or not Margot Robbie? Was it Margot? Robbie? Somebody? Whoever's in that? Well, movie. her her feet are on display in that movie quite often. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, she um, had no idea he had a foot fetish. Yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, he said it just made sense for the scene. And or something like, like, oh, like Sharon girl. Tate used to always be barefoot or something like that. Or, like, said some lie yeah. to get her to be more comfortable with showing her feet off. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a weird thing. I mean, watch, watch Dust Till Dawn. And you'll understand just how much of a foot fetish Tarantino has. There's tons of feet in there. That's pretty. He early. has a foot put in his mouth in that movie. In his mouth? Yeah. Selma Hayek's foot is put in his mouth in that movie. I mean, I guess if you're going to choose a foot. And a bit gross. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Selma, a bit grosser Selma when you realize he's telling her to do that. <laughs> yeah. He wrote the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, She's like, what kind of movie is this now? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, just film, film it, film it. And he's just beating. But, <laughs> All right, so speaking of fetishes, extracts. Yeah, so... Speaking that, of weird sex things. That's where that ended. Um, do you want to hop back and forth, or want me to just go through the end? No, no, I, I, can, I can just go right into... Uh, well, actually, you know what? I'll that's just, where the third issue ended. Oh. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I'll get next gen out of the I way. I mean, we could have talked about all this before we started recording. Well, well we, we can just do one giant blend of hey what guy. we are talking about. Hey, guy. What? No. uh what? You, you don't get to do the thing I that you're doing do right thing. now. I'm taking the high ground. <laughs> you don't get to take any ground. Yeah, I'm taking guy, all the Anakin. Guy who didn't prepare for anything? I, I prepared <laughs> for uh, Dead Man Logan. <laughs> and it was not great. It was okay. Oh, sure. Uh, Saber I'll just get Next Gen out of the way. So corpse, but. What, what happens to the kids in Next Gen? Um, they realize... Like, as a group, something's wrong, but they don't all understand what's wrong, right? Um, Glob remembers everything, but thinks he's crazy because he's the only one who remembers it. So he's constantly questioning whether 
the reality he knew is true or not. But they know something's up because, like I've mentioned before, uh, Armor, when she had gotten covered in his wax, which was something that got revealed, right? Is that yeah, his we, thing is wax? We did a whole thing on uh, on that, on like them being romantic, but also like being kind of gross about it. Yeah. yeah. Also, another fetish. The whole, yeah, the like, whole dripping wax hot thing. Hot wax. Yeah. Yeah. But, again, romantic. I he guess. lit a candle for Well, is that a fetish? She or seemed a bit irritated when wax? she walked into the room. Being covered and, in hot wax? Yeah. Covered? Yeah. Or just, like, some? Or no, like no, well, that was the thing. Is like, she got covered, but then... Because he, he didn't know how much of it was needed. But then... And so, in issue four, she walks into the dorm room, and it's uh, Rockslide getting his head covered in the wax. And she does kind of look like a girlfriend who caught her boyfriend cheating on her. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then, but it also just sort of looks like Glob's trying to do Rockslide's hair. He's like, <laughs> get out of my room! <laughs> like, it's this really bizarre, like, twist of, like, this sort of seems like this, but also seems like that. But also, like, so Rockslide on his own has realized something's wrong because he's been trying to find what happened to the life seed, which is what they're taught is what reshaped the world for them and it's that thing that you always see x-man with um which the whole like the the whole universe of age of x-man kind of sucks like it doesn't yeah. make sense like it actually when you say everything that is their lore out loud it's all stupid doesn't make sense how could the characters even believe it it's like trying like when you're in a dream the dream seems real except afterwards you're like how did I think that was real? That made no sense. You know, like, that's the whole feel of everything. But, uh, anyway, <clears throat> they, uh, they're all on the same page, the three of them, that something's wrong, but not quite to what extent. And they know that somehow everyone's being mind wiped. And, uh, that they have to go find a Null because he ran off. Because he took Unveil, which Unveil reverses the effects uh, as a drug of uh, X-Men's brainwashing. So they go to the safe house that is technically now an offshoot of the extracts. They make it, they made it seem as though they were part of the extracts, uh, Maggot's safe house, but it turns out, and he even says, like, even though we're technically not a part of the extracts, we still follow Ensabanur. We just go to a degree they're not willing to. Um, and they have a plan to blow up the library, and Anol goes to blow up the library, but he also like, like, you know, saves the people, sorta. Like he rushes them all out, but still blows it up. So you know, it's like a terrorist with a heart, I guess. Is he has a really weird like, the whole story felt like trying to have their cake and eat it too, where like the characters are like bad but good, but you know they they're still trying to keep them heroic. That's why, or at least wanting to do good. That's why I hate the... But they're doing bad things. Another universe thing, because they try to get like real weird with it. it. It never works out. Same reason I hate the uh, the futuristic X-Men. Like This is an X-Men team 100 years from now. Like We don't care. Yeah. Just yeah. write a good story with the X-Men we like. And in issue three, Pixie had bust in and caught uh, Anol with the uh, empty vial of... Uh, unveil and caught uh armor in the room and misread the situation so she goes to uh angel and uh what's his face uh the japanese dude with the fire oh started with the s right 
Sunspire. Sunfire. Sunfire. Yeah, because I thought Sunspot too. I was like, no, that's Dakota. Uh, yeah, she goes to them. Is like, hey, they're all on Unveil. They're all druggies. We got to stop them and help them. And so everyone then believes that the group of them blew up the the library and they're on the run and they're all they're looking for the life seed and ultimately globs trying to get them to the beach where it all started because he remembers the last battle with x-man and that's where the life seed's supposed to be and when they get there the x-men show up because you know the x uh the department x right uh psylocke and them they try to stop the students as they're running away, but they stop them, so they're like, "Okay, we need to get the X Men in on this." And then uh, next thing, like they catch them, they stop them. There is no seed, and they end up in prison. So, so like, I'm assuming it would probably tie into Prisoner X at that point. But I well, didn't read it. Sort of. I don't think they do all that much because no, their don't. minds are all wiped. So it ends with Glob. Oh, we, you can talk about that. Too. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> is that it, bad? Yeah. Yeah, I knew it was bad. It ends with uh, Glob sitting alone, eating, and then uh, Armor coming up to him and then introducing herself. So he knows her mind was wiped. He's alone again. He runs away, goes into his cell, which doesn't even seem like a thing you should be able to do in prison while you're in a mess hall to just run to your cell. You'd think, like, guards will just stop you and beat you for running anywhere or something. I don't know, especially if you don't exist anymore. I don't Um, think so because I think it's just... I mean, there's not much room, really. Well, how they depict it is like a—it's a, a prison, prison. Yeah, but I mean, they depict it as like all the cells are like right there where the fucking cafeteria. Okay, is. well, not the way it was drawn. I mean, they was kept telling you it's how it's drawn. Well, probably because that's another part of the issue. Is that, these are that? yeah I get it. yeah I get it. yeah uh, they're written by different people who maybe sort of talk to each other about what was happening. But clearly not enough because that whole Danny being both on actual Earth with the X Men that got explained, being, yeah, in a shitty way. That that got explained in a way where like they're like the fact you think like they yeah after the fact they, fucked up. they realized they fucked up, but they were like oh it's too late, and then we got to be like oh she was always with you, and always with them because spirits or some shit. I don't know. I don't remember stupid. how they explained it. It was really dumb. We'll, we'll go over it again, though, because we got to reread it when we do Omega and the yeah, rest yeah. of Uncanny. But, yeah, so that's where uh, Next Gen ends, is, like, uh, the... Do you remember the twins that were fucking everyone's minds up? Maxine and whatever. Yeah. Um, during extermination. That's what it was, Oh, right? yeah, 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 the, uh, the Who boys was corrupting the their future. minds. Turning yeah. the hounds or whatever. Yeah, so early on in Next Gen... They were talking to Glob, and Glob was like, yeah, feeding these chickens is actually pretty peaceful and stuff. And then, so the book ends with now they're the ones feeding the chickens, and they're just like, hey, this is actually kind of peaceful. Did someone tell us that? Oh, I don't know. And then the end. So, like, just solidifying that he erased Glob from everyone's memories. But for what? Like, it's, I don't know. Because he's got that candle wax. There's no conclusion to these books because they all end in Omega. Yeah, that's, that's the other thing, too. That's why they feel kind of yeah. open. They feel like they're not good endings because they're not really ending. Yeah, but but also toward a story. Like, they all feel like, like, why even tell this story outside of being able to tell Rosenberg's story and needing the rest of the yeah. X-Men to be gone? Well, because... And to do something with them, but then to do something that was, like, 
What's vanilla? Weird, what's weird with all of this shit? And it's also like why even though it was good, like Rosenberg's ending for uh, Uncanny was still kind of weird. Was because like as good as this like un- his Uncanny run was, all of this stuff was just to buy time for uh, for Hickman's X Men. They they've already said that Hickman was hired even before Rosenberg and all of them were. So they were trying to lay shit down for Hickman to take over. That kind of... I could see that, actually, a little bit. Because what's come about in uh, Hawks and Box? Hawks and Box. <laughs> uh, what's come out with that? Uh, I, I noticed... Wouldn't it be that, Hawks and Pa 10? Right. <laughs> but what I noticed was that the whole Hatch Day thing now has a correlation with what's currently going that that's interesting but anyway yeah that that's next gen so if you want to go on all right um yeah so really quick with prisoner x how next gen tied in was it didn't they were just there in the final battle when they were rushing legions in the prison i don't know if you got that far uh i i got three issues in and then i was done uh so i i don't i think i maybe saw him at like the last page or something he was the one i think speaking of beast mind and uh, so they, when they're in the end rushing Legion, you just see Glob and some of the students. That was it. Yeah. So in Apocalypse and the Extracts, um, basically Kitty and Peter end up remembering each other. Peter joins the Extracts, and Evan apparently, not Evan, fucking eye boy, Trevor. <laughs> Trevor, yeah. His eye, he can see Trevor. stuff like I know we've already forever. made the joke, but it just yeah. sounds like an Apple-made sex toy. <laughs> yeah. He, so even when he's sleeping, he can see stuff now. And he ends up seeing Nate talking to Apocalypse. And Apocalypse never got his mind wiped, which I don't get why not. Apparently, he's just playing a part in this whole thing. He's pretending to be a good guy, even though he's not. So he's just been pretending this whole time. iBoy sees it and then goes and tells everybody. And it gets spread around through Unveil, because with Unveil, they can like see each other's minds and thoughts and shit. So it ends with everybody rush- or talking to, or it ends with him going to tell everybody. And then in the next issue, they all confront Apocalypse. And Apocalypse is, he's about ready to whoop the shit out of everybody for talking back to him. Because iBoy, I think iBoy punches him. And then, yeah, he punches him and Apocalypse, you know, turns into Big Daddy Apocalypse at that point. Gets all buff again. He's like, you punched me. I'm fucking this many years old and how dare you. Goes to beat the shit out of iBoy and Colossus stops him. I'm an old man. How dare you hit me? (laughs) So this actually sounds like it's progression from Marvelous. So I'll get Marvelous out of the way real quick. Because this is... What you're, everything you're saying kind of plays off of what takes place in Marvelous. And then Marvel, like, because there's a weird thing that happens. Like, there, there seems to be some weird time jump. Because the first part of Marvelous, issue four and into five, is dealing with their confrontation with the extracts. And, like, and it happens so fast. Like, so there's an Xavier day where they're just celebrating Xavier. Because, of yeah. course, like... Douche. He's their martyr in whatever. Uh, somehow, like that's the other bizarre thing is like there's some hope. distant war that had happened, but not really because everyone was hatched. So how was their war I with wonder, humans? I wonder if they are gonna like try to lead Hickman's series into being like that. Actually, becomes what House of X or uh, what Age of X Man was, or at least like looks something like it yeah because they got the birthing eggs and then the whole xavier being like a martyr i could totally see him like purposely dying so that he can like well kind of but they were it was xavier hope uh wolverine and cyclops 
they were the martyrs. Yeah, yeah but I'm saying like in a uh, like f- way further down, like like 50 years in the future or something. Oh gosh, gotcha. is like that's what it's actually gonna look like. Maybe, but um, so in Marvelous, uh, there there's that festival, and then the X tracks show up because they're all about spreading love and uh, you know hedonism and whatnot. And you just see random people just start kissing and, like, licking ears. And, like, that's a thing that happens. Like, someone's just, like, Suck randomly. Maybe an orgy? No, they don't quite I do that. Know. But, yep, I, 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 I get where you're going. Man. Um, but, anyway, you, you see that stuff happening. And then, like, Colossus is there. Uh, and he goes to grab uh, Kitty. Like, he reaches for her and his hand goes through her. And as soon as it goes through her, he has the sudden flash of, like, him, like, kneeling like holding her in a different life and then just grabs her and kisses her which now it's like how are you able to just grab her to kiss her like you just try to grab her and she phased through you why wouldn't she be acting like a combatant like in this moment but either way he just like does a complete 180 kisses her and you see like uh what's the moneta yeah uh like salad fingers <laughs> yeah is it that uh is it that Internet horror monster? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Uh, but anyway, you see her, like, right there, just, like, in awe, like, what the fuck is going on? Because she's the one who's, like, super grossed out by anyone even having any contact. Yeah, she hates that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. You'd think they, they, they all should be, actually. Yeah. If they were all hatched and they never had sex. Yeah. They should be. And Nightcrawler ain't. Well, no. Nightcrawler ain't. Gene He's ain't. laying it. Jean's really not. She's really not. <laughs> she keeps on getting everybody in trouble. Uh, That's what happened to Professor X and Cyborg. <laughs> and Wolverine. <laughs> we see that really happen to Bishop. That's so weird, too. Because, okay, so one of the, the other Everybody things... just keeps on fucking uh, <laughs> Nate's mom. So he keeps on making them uh, forget and disappear. <laughs> like, there are, like, a few, like, major things that are happening in Marvelous that kind of take away from, like, knowing what direction it's really going in. So you have this whole thing with the X-Tracks that ultimately doesn't matter. Um, and then it gets revealed uh, because, was it Nature Girl? The girl who could, like, talk to animals and stuff? And talks trees. to the bacteria. Yeah. Uh, she talks to the bacteria eating monetics. They find her body. It's, like, the first murder since the whatever war thing that, you know, the, the past bullshit thing that happened way back in the day. Um so she's talking to the bacteria, and the bacteria shows what happened to Moneta, that she went to this sort of, like, beatnik club that the extracts uh, frequent, apparently, looking for Colossus, because she couldn't stand that Colossus, you know, left the X-Men. And it showed just before that, yeah, Colossus just backed his shit and left, and that the, uh, ext- uh, well, Department X, the book's the extremist. Yeah. Uh, that Department X confronted him, and he just went through them like they weren't anything uh, even through blob though blob wasn't there okay uh but it was like psylocke, it, it's psylocke, psylocke and Iceman and they would have uh, stopped the shit out of him yeah no he he just went through all of them. you know love finds a way man wasn't blob having issues though of like he liked somebody so he fucked off he liked betsy he, he liked betsy yeah and so, betsy was kind of flirting with him i guess yeah, so that but, that's probably why it wasn't there right they were probably doing it was psylocke there yeah psylocke was there yeah um, but either way, he, he got through them. That that sucks, like, the one chance that Blob would ever have with Psylocke. 
It's a world of celibacy. He can't do anything. (laughs) That sucks. Poor Blob. (laughs) And he had that dope-ass Van Dyke sporting the leather jacket with no shirt. Still his best look he's ever had. (laughs) I know, and it's so bad. (laughs) But he, uh... Anyway, it shows that she was there looking for Colossus, and that Apocalypse shows up. And she goes to read Apocalypse's mind to find out where Colossus is, and then she actually sees into uh like the past past and she sees um x-man and apocalypse and x-man is just telling him hey i this story needs a villain that's gonna be you you're the opposing factor and you're gonna just represent all all the opposition that's needed because they need to combat something it's just in their nature that they have to fight something so instead of fighting me they'll fight you yeah, the peace and love. Exactly, and that's when he turns him from Apocalypse to the peace and love thing, which is interesting that you were saying he changed from the peace and love thing to because in that moment it's sort of like he's looking at Moneta like, well, you found me out, and he like breaks her weird fingers and then just uses his weird finger and it goes into her head. It's like a whole thing of he weird finger fingers. bangs her. He literally does finger bangs her face, <laughs> like right through her brain. Dead. Oh. <laughs> that's weird it is it looks like because at first it looks like there's a bullet hole in her head expense and it turns out they're now that's been apocalypse's men. finger yeah well no sex men they're the no sex men until they have sex men <laughs> goodbye my love <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh so that all like and that's that's also just weird how do the bacteria know what moneta saw with her powers yeah but that's what they showed and so suddenly Nature Girl knows all of this stuff. And they're like, oh, it was always Nate. And so they plan to stop Nate. Meanwhile, Nate's trying to close all these weird portals that are showing up that are the holes in the fabric of this reality he built. Um, and he needs Jean Grey's help to do it. And so she's seeing them. And so it was interesting that you said, like, all the dudes who try to bang her because one of the – because they're – all of these holes are actual things that happened in their past as memories shining through. And they think, you know, that's propaganda by Apocalypse. And one of them is Xavier going, no, she must never know how I feel. And it's that moment where he, like, is, like, admitting that he wants to bang her. Oh, in the first appearance? Yeah. Oh, my God, he's such a creep. I know. And that's one of the Goodbye, ones they're love. using. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's weird still weird enough yeah uh but yeah it it marvelous basically ends with uh them confronting uh x-man x-man going like like he just can't build a perfect world he just keeps trying and he can't and he's like all right i'm just gonna talk to them because he knows what they're conspiring to do because it's not new and that this is actually like the billionth time or whatever that he's had to go through this whole cycle with them and he gets there, they attack him, and he's like, look, I just need to tell you guys, it's not real, but it's not real because of reasons. And that's where the book ends, basically, leading to Omega. Yeah. So most of the right. extracts was covered, but I forgot to say, um, Evan died. He, when he was fighting Omega Red, Genesis was fighting Omega Red, Omega Red stabs him in the chest, but Evan used that connection, killed omega red and used the last of his powers to summon apocalypse or to send a distress call and apocalypse brings all of his people back and sees evan dead and then 
uh, Apocalypse is having that conversation with Nate about his son, and he was basically saying, you know, he had to be sacrificed because he knew too much. But they didn't want Omega Red to die. They didn't think that uh, Evan had it in him to kill Omega Red. But Nate was like, you know, sometimes shit happens. And when Trevor saw that, he was like, it was too cruel to be a dream. So that's what made him realize that all this is real. Then they went and fought Apocalypse. And while they're fighting Apocalypse, he's like, whoa, whoa, chill. Something's happening. He's got this Oracle thing giving him instructions that, you know, the Siege Perilous is at a level nine. And basically it was the X-Men showing up to shut the shit down. So he's telling him that he really, even though he's been lying this whole time, he does feel love for his son and ever since he's got a son he's got to change a heart and stuff which i think is probably leading to because isn't he going to be in some of these new x books yeah yeah so he's saying he had to change a heart and all this not the worst bad guy yeah his fucking excuse was hilarious he was like this world's better look and he shows him like memories like i was a douche in that other world this one's way better i'm not a douche (laughs) (laughs) that's up to you bud (laughs) yeah He's like, you really want this guy back out there? <laughs> like, you could just be good there too, asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think uh, since they're kind of leading into each other, um, we can just go through Omega and the last issue of uh, Uncanny. I don't remember Omega off top like that. That's no, not that's what we're gonna do next week. Just those two issues. Yeah. When, well, you, no. when you bring Nightcrawler well, and Prisoner X. No. Well, no, 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 not next week. But that's what we were going to do when we did the rest of Uncanny, was also do Omega. I mean, I think we we're only had the last it. issue to go over. No, we didn't. We last thing we did was... Uh, 17, thanks. I just listened to it. <laughs> All of them? Yeah. I think we have 18 through we, 22 We did uh, the first part of the War of the Realms, Uncanny, and Champions. That's where we ended. All right. Yeah. <laughs> So this, there was a dope quote by Nate when he shows up, though. He was like, you know, I try to make a perfect world. Nothing was supposed to be a threat unless I wanted it to be, uh, which is dope as hell. Yeah, I didn't find much that I cared for in terms of quotes. and Like, a lot of it didn't make any sense, really. Where I was just like, what? What's going on? Why yeah. are you even saying this stuff? And, like, Nightcrawler says a kind of preachy thing at one point where it's just like, that's not even your character anymore, man. Not like in this universe. Why are you suddenly preachy? Maybe it's coming back from the olden days. Nah, he was all about fucking. Yeah, true. Apparently. Wasn't he always, though? He was trying to fuck his stepsister half his life. Ew. Was he? His foster sister, yeah. Or his stepsister, Amanda Sefton. Oh, he was trying to bang her? Yeah. Don't you remember that weird thing I in didn't. Second Coming where uh, Cyclops was like, he has a sister, too. She's his dot, 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 foster sister. Okay, I didn't know that was a weird <laughs> thing. I yeah, just thought... it's like they were... Kind of doing it. Okay. Well, I didn't know it was a weird thing. I just thought he was being, you know, thoughtful that she'd want to be at the funeral. Um, this is a bit, well, a good amount off topic. Uh, <laughs> but uh, just because you brought up uh, a dope quote, I, there was an issue of Doctor Strange I was reading the other day. Had one uh, had a super good quote because uh, he goes and like reads all these. Uh, there's like these ancient books that. Um, uh, they're like outside the realm of magic because they're like so fucked up that uh-huh. like one dude just has like all these like demon books, and uh, he's describing them and he says incantations written in languages older uh, older than time by being so repulsive that starlight refuses to shine upon them. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty dark. That's yeah, nice. <laughs> and it's it's just the best line that Mark Wade's ever written. So. Okay, it reminds me of the uh, Shatterstar I was reading. I think I showed you guys some quotes that had a lot of good good writing in it so extremists 
after reading through those notes of extracts, you know, I was telling you guys how I actually liked Age of X-Men. I think uh, Extremist was the best by far. There was a lot of good writing, good character development. It wasn't like the books we get now, you don't really get a lot of who the characters are. You get more of, you know, wham, bam, boom. That's yeah. it. Um, man, because I'm just going to touch upon it real quick just because I don't yeah, want to go touch over it a little bit individually. But uh, I might as well just say what happens in uh, the Major X shit, which is just like some shit with Namor. There's a bunch of water everywhere, and then it gets really confusing, and then nothing really happens. Oh, okay. That was Major X. So if you're thinking about buying it, that's my buyer beware review. Don't. Oh, by the way, speaking of uh, Liefeld, there's a moment in here I just wanted to show you real fast. One of the worst feet ever drawn, and it wasn't Liefeld right there. Uh, Laura, this, she's the one in the yellow. This is tricky. Sitting. With her leg crossed over. Right, are you guys, uh, you guys seeing this, this at home? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like They look like knees. <laughs> it, it's like the worst foot ever. Alright, I gotta hit More up like Extremist. dry fell. Yeah. Alright, so that ended with, or yeah, we left off with Monetta being kicked off the team. Bob called her little buddy. Remember that shit? That was oh, hilarious. You're boy. done, little buddy. Kicked her off the team because uh, she called on the resistance, which really was just kids in a library reading. Right. And they're doing the doing the thing, you know, Betsy and Blob. The, they keep the hanging thing. around each other, yeah, and touching each other. And Northstar's seeing it and getting all salty. What's with the Ob people getting laid in these books? Oh. Blob and Glob. Did Glob get laid? Man, he does just He does just finger banger. Finger bangs her face. Yep. yep. That's, uh, oh, God. To the point of death. I don't like that. He's like, oh, you got weird fingers? Here's my weird <laughs> Let me show you my weird <laughs> finger. Let me show you what these fingers do. <laughs> so Blob Turns comes out in. just drill into your fucking brain. <laughs> Blob comes in all happy. He's like, yeah, we got two places to investigate today. We have this place and this uh, theater. As soon as Northstar hears that theater, his ears perk up, his little elf ears, you know. Uh-huh. Runs real quick because he's like, I got it by myself. Dips out, goes there. Apparently it's some theater that watches like romantic movies and people are in there making out. So this is the first time you see Northstar's been up to no good. He goes there, and it's Richter. Oh, he's been banging other people the whole time. It doesn't show him banging, which was weird, because he, he apparently frequents the movie theater, but as he's going, he like tells some people to stop making out. So he doesn't arrest them, but he tells them to stop making out, <laughs> but he frequents this movie theater. He's a regular on the weekends, apparently. And Richter's running the place. And He's missing Shatterstar. Yeah. No, Richter he, probably is missing It's been a while since he got his star shattered. Yeah, he's lost his mojo. <laughs> And Bobby shows up, because Bobby was going to go with him in the first place. Uh, but he ends up showing up late. So then Bobby, Northstar, and Richter... Is that a butthole joke? <laughs> that was exactly what that was. <laughs> God damn it. It's perfect. So Bobby, Richter, and Northstar... He's with Shatterstar. He's just to finish this. I'm not trying to get through this. Joke. I know, I know, I know. But Shatterstar's mourning right now he, in, in X Force. He, he shattered needs... his star. I get it. Yes. Well, he would shatter. He would shut up. He would shatter Richter's star. You see how I waited? That's why. <laughs> he can't stop. He can't help himself. So. You weren't clever enough to get I'll it. turn down his bike. It's okay. <laughs> just go, just go. They have a big gay party. Iceman, Richter, Northstar are all on the roof drinking. Gay party. They see what Jubilee. What makes it a gay party? Well, they're all gay. Well, Richter. <laughs> Richter literally yells out bit. in the next. Nightcrawler's not there. <laughs> the whole. I thought you said Nightcrawler. Richter, huh? North Star, and Iceman. And Iceman. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. gay party. <laughs> and yeah, well, Richter literally yells out, "Big Gay Apocalypse Part 2. because they. <laughs> that's a movie. That's a movie <laughs> you're watching. Wait, what was Part One? Oh well, it I'm was the Shatterstar. 
<laughs> so they're up there getting drunk, and North Star's basically admits like he's been a dick because he's got problems. He's seeing shit like and they memories and stuff. They want to. Bobby and uh, North Star have been having like this sexual tension throughout all, all five of these issues. That makes sense. Yeah. Then they see. Oh, why? Because they're both gay. They gotta have tension. Well, no, because Bob. They're both gay, but Bobby dresses like a whore. <laughs> he's a slut. <laughs> A little bit. He just has his balls. Well, it's out. really Bobby. Bobby's been hitting on North Star. Yeah. But not overtly, because you know you're not allowed to do that. Yeah, kind of but stuff. also North Star. He's top. Yeah, definitely. Because his star's North. There, there ends up being a scene where Richter and Iceman are crying on North Star's shoulder. But does that mean that his butthole is up in the air? Yeah, but the above. That, would that make him a bottom? No, no, no. Two people whose butt's in the air. All right, both the top. Them. The top. No, it just depends on like if they're doing doggy style. That's a good point, actually. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, we apologize to all the people we're offending right now. Fire right, so the, uh, North Star says he feels haunted, like by something, some dude. He like wakes up, reaches across the bed. Obviously, it's a uh, Kyle. It's Kyle. It's Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. Just, a random, just a random Kyle. <laughs> you guys don't know who Kyle is. His husband pops up. Oh, I know. I know who Kyle is. It's just what Kyle. <laughs> Jinadu. Okay. Does he Bob wear here. Does he wear a backwards hat while he's sleeping, or does he take it off? Does that? he wear monster t-shirts? He's got that curly fro. He can't fit a hat. <laughs> no, it just pokes up from underneath. Does him. he yeah, have like a greasy Gerald? bandana coming out of his side pocket? <laughs> so you're saying? All right. So <laughs> they, while they're up there drinking, they see Jubilee down below just blowing shit up. She's like, "Hey guys, I just remembered I have a son, so now I'm gonna blow this whole shit up." Like basically, that's exactly what she says. <laughs> you know, the whole time. How is that basically I'm exactly thinking... what she said? Well, like I paraphrased it, but she literally in said that. I remember I have a son, so I'm tearing this shit to the ground. Something and like she's that. She's next to Kyle, who's just <laughs> breaking fucking drywall. <laughs> He's punching the. <laughs> He's punching the drywall in the universe. And then uh, that's when Northstar remembers. She's like, "Oh yeah, Kyle. That's his name." So then they all riot because they're getting their memories back and stuff. Who the fuck is Kyle? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you really don't know who Kyle is? No. <laughs> That's why we're making all these jokes about, like, stereotypical Kyles. I said his husband. You were like, oh, yeah, I know who his husband is. Oh, you're talking about uh, North, North Star. Star's husband. Oh, Kyle. I do know who Kyle oh. is. There was that whole big, like, about, there was the big Shannon gay wedding. Star the first gay husband. wedding, yes. Yeah. It's a big deal. Well, they wanted it to be a big deal. Well, kind of was a big deal. It wasn't really a big deal. It wasn't really a big Deadpool's deal. wedding is, is a bigger deal. Oh, yeah, so and Scott's wedding was a bigger deal, and most people were like, wait, weren't they already married? And I know, right? Dying. Have they not been? <laughs> so it backs up to when, Ju- or the next issue, it backs up to when Jubilee actually starts blowing the shit up. Nazumi, I don't know if you guys remember the rat chick they caught early. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. had her in the downstairs basement. Well, she be- she gave birth in the fucking basement, chained right. up. But she used... Now, did she have, like, one baby, or was it li- a litter? One baby. Did she eat one of them? Maybe. All right. There's, we don't know. I'm just wondering how much of a rat she actually is. Do rats eat babies? Person. Yeah, they eat their babies. They have a litter of babies and they eat some. Just I'm just wondering. Maybe there was more than one and she ate the other. Well, I mean, maybe they met the quota and they were like, oh, my bad. Too many. Yeah. Oh, uh, she, she They're like, speak. oh, I make food now. <laughs> yeah. She can speak to rats too, which we found out here. She called upon rats to break her out of the jail. They ate through the chains eventually. And then she just starts unloading like a machine gun on Jubilee. And as soon as Jubilee sees the baby, she remembers she's got a baby. So that's when she freaks out, starts tearing shit up. She goes and robs three banks. I thought she was shot with a machine gun. You you Look, did just say she that. She got shot at with a machine gun. Oh, I thought she like, got lit up. It was like, wait a second. As she's like bleeding out, I have a shot. 
No, she dodged, but it was kind of crazy because as soon as she starts saying, I have a kid, the girl just stopped shooting at her, even though she was just chained to a basement and everything, but whatever. So she goes, robs three banks, brings her back a van full of 700000 and just lets that girl go. With the... <laughs> that's such, like, nothing. Like, yeah. that's just a thing you can do. Well, it was badass. She's, like, running around. She's got these heart-shaped glasses on with a lollipop just blowing up the town. She blows up Blob's house. She's just terrorizing the whole what place. What the fuck did Blob do? Well, she goes to find Blob and sees, like, Betty sitting on his lap. Or Betsy, and she gets all salty, so blows up his house. And it turns out that Betsy didn't erase anybody's mind. She's been keeping all that shit in, everybody's memories. So she's got thousands of memories in there. She releases them all. Everybody freaks out, you know, because now they remember, you guys wiped our memories. They go to uh, attack him. He's like, oh, not so strong now, to the blob. And he's like, are you kidding me? I'm the blob. I'm fucking indestructible. (laughs) I'm the blob, bitch. (laughs) It was great, though. You get a close-up of that handlebar mustache and shit. I forgot about <laughs> It's great. So, yeah, they basically, Bobby finally gets his memories back, and they're all crying. That's when they're crying on North Star's shoulder. And yet, pretty anticlimactic ending, because they're like, you know, we're going to go stop the guy who did all this or whatever. And then it's to be continued in Age of X Omega. Yep. Which really gets concluded in the end of Uncanny. Pretty much. But there was some really good quotes in this shit, like, uh, what's his name? North Star. He's like, it's like muscle memory. I instinctively wake up reaching for this unknown man only to have my heart crushed upon finding myself alone in an empty bed again. So then, is my ghost someone I knew? A man I loved? Did he die? Why can't I remember his name? I would not wish this hopeless pain of starving to death for things I don't understand upon my worst enemy. So he knows he's gay. Yeah, sounds like it. Interesting. But he's like, Bobby, what has been done to us? What has been taken? Just like, dope shit. <laughs> he's still trying to fuck him. Like, yeah, 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 man. I feel real bad for you. <laughs> I'll be that man. He's <laughs> like, you know, I've been thinking kind of the same things lately. Um, somebody reaching their arm over and covering me. You know, maybe your arm is supposed to be in my butthole. You know, Richter totally went for that threesome now that I think about it. Because Bobby and North Star were arguing, and he's like, hey, let's go upstairs and get drunk. <laughs> He's yeah. like, come on, guys. Let's just all settle down and have some wine. I'll light some candles. You know, a real guy's night. You know what? Maybe an unpopular opinion, but Richter, dumb jacket. I hate his jacket. <laughs> I think it's stupid. Is he always in the same jacket or something? Yeah, he's got like a, it's a specific jacket. I don't know. It's I don't like see a, a lot of Richter. It's like a punk, like, jacket. Like, spiky leather. Stupid. Stupid. Spiky leather, it's just stupid. just like a generic punk jacket. I don't know. It's, it's... Yeah, I guess so. <clears throat> I don't know if this is it in this actual issue. I don't know where... Where is Richter? Wasn't he in uh, New Mutants? I don't know. Most of the time while he's been collecting comics, honestly, he's been depowered. Yeah, I never see Richter. So, yeah. Maybe that's why he has a jacket. Oh, I saw him in Shatterstar because, you know... Yeah, because... Leather's more durable. Other jacket material. Yeah. Helps with not having powers. I guess. Uh, Going into Second Coming, then? Yeah. So great. Yeah, oh, fuck I've been yes. ready for this. It's so can't great. believe you didn't read that. I read that. Had to, had to read that shit twice. <laughs> you guys were so confused. Huh? You guys are so confusing with it. That was the same plan that we had. It was the only thing we were consistent on. Nobody sent me the PowerPoint. The only thing we weren't consistent on was how we were going to cover the Age of X Men stuff. Oh, I'm telling you, you guys said the week after, and then we really did not. I, Agree to disagree. Do you agree that you're wrong. No. <laughs> okay. That's just childish. <laughs> All right. Uh, Second coming, uh, the second act. So, it, which I read, we ended with the death of Kurt, 
uh, and the X-Men, because of Nightcrawler getting hope to Utopia, uh, and him dying with just Bastion's arm ripped through his chest. So good. That art was great. His death art? Yeah. Well, it's because... Um, who was doing... I can't remember off the top of my head, but the person doing the art for X-Force is fucking fantastic. And then it goes to Dodson. Do you notice how jarring that was for his I death know. scene? I was like, that is not the same, Yeah, because they switched to Uncanny for the next issue. It's so annoying. I like that Marvel now, when they, they're doing an event, it's the same artist generally for the primary event books. And then, you know, different artists for different books. Okay. That's a thing you did. <laughs> of course, they hit the only hard thing over there. <laughs> um, that and land. Lands are weird. Yeah. Just because... Hope, just, just hope grows up like five years when you get to Land's book. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you're, it's creepy to have a porn star that, that young and he only draws yeah. porn stars. Yeah. But, I mean, he also, he chooses weird moments for guys to smile for dumb reasons. Yeah, you caught that too, Cable? Yeah. It's like yeah, a, Cable after everybody in, his, everybody in his books just had their teeth whitened. Yeah. So they're smiling at inappropriate points. They do look like they're all at the end of, like, a Crest commercial. <laughs> he needs to give somebody, like, some jagged-ass crooked snaggle teeth or something. That'd be no, hilarious. No, not even that. Just not be so fucking in your face with it. But, anyway. Sparkle. Ding. <laughs> Basically, that's, that's all they're missing. I heard yeah, your parents were like murdered. <laughs> kind of just creepily smiling through every sentence but uh so now is sort of when scott realizes okay they're being they're not just being targeted they're being corralled onto utopia and that okay if they're going after the teleporters they need to make sure they have as many as they can so he sets up a team to go into limbo to to get iliana and then he uh, tells Domino that he needs X-Force and that he needs Vanisher. And of course, Vanisher overhears that the tar uh, teleporters are being targeted. So he dips to his brothel that he has in Portugal, only to get shot by Lang and his guys there, because they've already murdered everyone in his brothel. Um, so yeah, they are targeting and getting rid of all the teleporters. Meanwhile, is Donald P Pierce, right? Yeah, he broke out. Was a prisoner who had something where he could override uh, danger systems to make danger think that he was still imprisoned while he went to physically destroy all the blackbirds so they had absolutely no way of escape. Um, that made no sense to me because danger is Shi'ar technology and Donald Pierce is somehow more technologically advanced than Bastion. danger. Oh, Bastion's yeah. from the future, though. So True. That would make more sense. Yeah. Uh, he sort of overrode all those guys and controls all of them. So, Scott's able to get the X-Club off the island to check out the towers because Doug's like, hey, we need to figure out why Bastion was building these towers and destroy them because whether what the reason is or not, it, why let him have anything? I liked his reasoning. If he builds it, we should just break it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Scott's like, yeah, good point, but we need to know what it is first. And then immediately, yes, break it. Um, so, he sends X-Club out to figure that out. Which is Dr. Nemesis and Dr. Uh, Rao and... Or is it Rayo? I don't know. I always say Rao. Yeah. Rayo. And uh, the guy who could talk to machines. Um, Jeffries. Madison Jeffries. Yeah. Sends them out. Uh, they have Kurt's funeral. There's that moment where, yeah, he says to go get a sister, which I didn't know that he, like, banged his sister. So it's a good thing that he said Foster. Who banged his... Nightcrawler. 
That crawler banged his own sister? His uh, yeah. step or foster sister. Foster. It's so weird. That's what we yeah, were still just weird about that. Um, but yeah, there's this. It's a lot of kind of cool stuff where you're seeing the leadership of Scott that then like gets betrayed later by Marvel, which like where they take it in really weird directions. And you even have like Xavier, like, hey, I'm so sorry all this is happening to you. What can I do to help? And he's like, all right, I'm going to need your help with Legion. Um, he has like he makes it clear to everyone to stop blaming Hope because immediately people are blaming Hope and like Danny gets into a fight with her, which I liked though. Yeah, that was that was cool. And then Cable gets into Scott's face though about it because he tries to stop it, and Cable's all like, "No, she's got to learn her place here and let them fight, and whatever." But then he's all of a sudden like, "Hey, shit's going down. If you want to go, we can go. I have one jump left in my you know." Teleporter right, time so machine. Remember He's got to stop going to one place with just two jumps. He told he He's always got one fucking jump left. Told Hope right there. We have one jump left. Yeah. That's important. I would bring yeah. spare jumps. Well, no, because he's actually told that to um, Scott earlier. Yeah, in he, the first he told it to Scott, Scott and he told it to Hope. Yeah. But it's important that he told Hope because Hope later acts like she didn't fucking know. Yeah, yeah, between books. It's, it's like, yeah. and this is what I was talking about before. It, it was like, in, in these crossovers, for some reason with Marvel, the writers weren't talking to each other because they seem, the characteristics of these characters seem so vastly different over the books for events that are taking place moments between. Um, because one book picks up, uh, like, well, I'll, I'll get there in a second. Um, anyway, they have the funeral, and Wolverine, of all people, is like, because they, they give their, they eulogize uh, Kurt. There's, I don't get the Bible verse that's there They're all that much. They're hoping he's going to come back from the dead, because other people have. I guess. Oh, it doesn't I mean, teleport out of, out of heaven. Xavier was like, I died before. Here I am. No, that was uh, Colossus. Colossus said that they said I was dead too. Oh, was it Colossus? Yeah. So maybe... He's not also, you know, like maybe this isn't the end for him. Yeah, but everyone like that I did read was that in the earlier issues. Pro, it's uh, like issue six. Issue six is the basically the uh, the the funeral for Kurt, who stays dead for a few years after this. Yeah, um, yeah just watch buckling in heaven. <clears throat> well, not even. Well, when he comes back, that's what's happening. It's really weird. Uh, um, he actually was bored in heaven. Well, Which yeah, is why that yeah. sounds like it'd be boring. Um, but anyway, where fuck? Where was I even? In the eulogizing. Eulogizing. Logan's yeah. a dick. Okay, so yeah, exactly. Everyone saying nice things, and then Wolverine finds a way to just be an asshole and then point out uh, hope and be like, "Hey, fuck you! You better be worth this." And then walks. He's always off. so good at funerals. <laughs> you know that really bugged me the whole because Beast said some shit to Scott too like this is on you this yeah is that's fault. a weird thing and Scott's just like thank you for coming Kurt would have liked it yeah because it's yeah. like since when do you guys not save people you could fucking die saving somebody anytime like, yeah you're just not gonna save her you're just gonna... and if anything it would have been worse X Force was specifically working against Bastion the entire run of X Force trying to mitigate all of what was happening so if X Force wasn't doing X Force shit. This whole plan would have been way worse and come out of nowhere. They wouldn't have had any recourse. Yeah. So the narrow win that they get, it's because of X-Force. And then literally. So the next thing that happens is the dome. The dome. No. Well, which turns out to be actually a sphere. 
So the towers... Love getting spear. No, the, the, the towers uh, activate, and it encases all of Utopia and part of San Francisco in a giant red sphere that no one can escape. Like The Simpsons? Like The Simpsons. Yeah, The Simpsons movie. Oh, where they get that dome? <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> like the dome. It's like just the, the way you said it, because you, you get that dome? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> like joking. the Stephen King thing, yeah. They're like, it's just a barrier where energy can't penetrate it, and physical objects can't penetrate it either. There's a moment where um, I think Nemesis says that it's a it's a barrier that knows how to duck because if you try to probe it with energy, it's solid, and if you try to hit it, it's no, no. If you try to hit it, it's solid. If you try to probe it with energy, it just goes right through. So it's. Yeah, really interesting. Changes molecules. Why don't they just shoot the the dome and then run through it? But they can't, because it's it's instant. Well, like at the same time, keep the beam going through. Well, that's what they try ultimately, because the Avengers show up and Fantastic Four show up, and Thor, the Thing, and Iron Man all together can't do anything. Like after a day's worth of work, uh, Reed calculates only fifteen percent of the integrity has been destroyed. You know, like. It's still sounds like it just needed a couple more days, and they didn't have a couple more days. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point. Is that lazy? Mutant extinction was happening then because while this is happening, um, another sphere um, manifests on the Golden Gate Bridge, and it it turns out to be a portal directly to the future, where future Nimrod Sentinels start coming through. And the X Men, while they were on their way to San Francisco to help with, because uh, they realized. Hey, if we're fucked, they're fucked. We need to go help uh, keep peace and settle things. And then they see the sphere, so they immediately change course to the bridge, only to then have to fight all these sentinels. And it is, rods. Yeah. And it is one of the best page-for-page page just action art sequences in a book ever. Yeah, there was no words, I think, in that whole book. Was it, it just well, fighting? Like the first half was just all fighting, and it's so fucked up what's going on, and at one point, you have Hellion, he's using Wolverine, like, fastball specialing him, but, like, just floating him around the air, and then a Sentinel sees it, and then just burns off his... That's how he ends up with no arms, is he just burns off his hands and half of one of his arms. And so he just goes down, and you see stuff like that happening with all the X-Men as they're fighting, and it's it's just some of the dopest art ever. It's like you're watching a war movie. It is just so yeah. good. Like the beginning of Saving Private Ryan? Pretty much. And then, uh, but they're able to defeat those Sentinels, and they regroup back at Utopia to try to figure out what's going on and calculate their odds. Beast in uh, Prodigy, right? Yeah. Uh, who's a mutant who has the ability to gain the knowledge of people around him. So if he's with Beast, you basically have two beasts. And they calculate how many more Sentinels are going to be coming through and that it, what their, whatever system they were running stopped working after 170,000. So they're just like, oh, we're, we're fucked. And Scott realizes the only way we could stop this is by sending a team into that future so that they can then stop this you know master mold that's creating these sentinels and bringing them through and shut down that portal but he also knows there's only one jump left so 
He tells this to X-Force, tells X-Force this is what's needed of you. They all know that it's one jump. They leave, and Hope's just, like, kind of crushed because she knows, like, that she just said goodbye to her dad to Cable for the last time. Um, well, she doesn't know that. Well, she does know that because that's he. she knows he only has one jump left. And that just going to the future, and she's even questioning, like, why are you doing this? And Cable's like, because it's a good plan. That's why I'm doing it. Like, it's a good plan. We have to go through with it. Um, where previously, uh, I think we already said it, right? That he said, hey, if we can go, there's only one jump left. We can get out of here. And then she goes, no, we have to stay. We have to help the X-Men and fight. Um, and then this is that moment, and she's kind of going back on that. Because she doesn't want you know Cable to pay that sort of price. And then Scott's really depressed, but like saddened by it, obviously. Because he sends them, and he's just immediately like, I fucking killed them. And Emma's like, what are you talking about? I thought you just said the plan will work. And he's like, yeah, I can, but they only have the one jump, so it's a suicide. It's legitimately a suicide mission. And then the next book, like, the tone shifts entirely, and Hope's, like, ready to hit Scott, and is all like, how fucking dare you send them off to their death, and all this stuff. and Blaming him, but see, that's why I took it as, yeah. it, it was kind of acting like she didn't know. Yeah, I know. It was it was just weird. It's just a weird tone shift, and you and it, that happens between these issues because they're going, they're telling one story, but between several different writers on different books, they're also giving their own perspective of that story. And I don't think some are as good as others because you even get like hacky sayings from like Bastion, like really like over the top villainy stuff yeah. from some guys, and then you won't get it from other guys. Um, so like stuff like that was a little annoying. And, like, you'll have, like, Emma using the word darling a little too much in one issue, and then she sounds, like, more like a normal person in another issue. Um, yeah, but it's basically where that second arc ends is the counterattack realizing, like, okay, we're, we're fucked. This is, this is what's going on, and we really need to put it into gear because holy shit. So that's where it ended um, at, when they agreed to do the counterattack? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the sec, okay. the yeah, they, they go to the future. Well, they realize because they go to the future and then you know that um, the wall with all their faces that say slain. That's just like a, a trope yeah. in X Men comics. Well, they get to the future. Of course, that's there. They get uh, a random dude and sort of like a Sentinel ship comes to them and he's like, "Holy shit! Actually, it's it's, it's actual mutants." And then they fuck him up and they're like, "Okay, well, at least all their heavy guns they're focused on sending into the past." So we shouldn't have that much resistance, and that, that's where it ends. No, oh, okay, yeah, that's very good. Yeah. I was just curious, because I had read the issue before that, and then I was like, I think there's another one, so I, then I read that one. So yeah, I'm on, I'm on point here. Yeah, we only got four more left. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah. We gotta, so good. We gotta stop at Dick, our, uh, our, our walkthroughs of these with, yeah, yeah it's good. <laughs> I guess, but it, I mean, well, it so, was so fucking good. I say, normally, we start off by saying it was good, and this time we ended it. <laughs> so it's a little better. We're getting better. It is pretty fucking good. I mean, yeah, stuff. Reading this, it was like this felt so real in comparison to a lot of X Men stories. If yeah. like the stakes are high and they feel high, yeah, it's not like they're trying to pretend they're high and you don't really believe it or anything. It's like you really feel yeah. the shit. How like every event supposed to be groundbreaking, world shattering new event for some team and then it's always just another thing. yeah well i mean yeah. in everything i just said you know those are the overarching things going on you know there are panels where like 
it's getting into detail of the reacting to everything. He's still sending Psylocke out. She's like on a motorcycle and having to calm people down and then get them to safe to safety, like to probe their minds to get them to to just react and go to safety. And you know, he's still spreading the X Men thin, trying to be heroic while also he's got a team focused on uh, the Nimrods. There's actually a really great moment where because he's got Colossus and Namor and Rockslide and Dust, they're on the bridge at the Sphere waiting for the second wave. And when the second wave comes, like there's just a close-up on Colossus and he, of all people, and he's just like, we need to not be here. Uh, Namor was a badass. Yeah. He's just like floating right in front of that Sphere, like, bring it, bitches. <laughs> yeah. Namor never gives yeah. a fuck. Namor will punch a nuclear bomb it, just because he's like that cocky. Like, he stuck him. his yeah. hand in that sphere. They were he like, did, Namor. Yeah. <laughs> they told <laughs> him to stick his hand in there. That's, that's what the, how they figured out what it was. Is like, well, how'd you figure it out? Well, we told Namor to stick his hand in. <laughs> and like, if anyone else but Namor did it, they probably would have died. Yeah, they kind of shit on Colossus this book. Just because it was all beefed up Namor. And like, nothing was talked about at Colossus' strength. Well, kind of. But I mean, he is there. He is holding his own. Yeah, but I mean, because they gave that quote, like, if anybody else would have did it, or they would have died. I don't think... It, I think it would have been out of character for uh, Namor too much. And I think it, while it's still out of character for Colossus, it just shows the gravity of the situation. That someone as strong as Colossus is like, this is bad. Yeah, and like when they're yeah. they're pounding on the thing, they're pounding it real hard, they get... Uh, <laughs> you know, you got Thor on the outside, and on the inside, they sent Namor. He was underwater trying to strike it yeah yeah and it just you know it's too perfect of a containment device apparently yeah those stakes were just so high because they were killing their tele uh what's it called teleporters yeah. they destroyed their airplanes yeah <laughs> they did kill their telford porter yeah yeah so it was you really felt the stakes it's like damn what are they gonna do yeah and now they're stuck in this dome well this sphere. was also during the time where they were really highlighting you know uh scott for being a strate- uh a strategic genius Oh, did you catch that back and forth between they show Captain America on the outside doing strategy and then it cuts yeah. to Cyclops inside doing strategy? Yeah, but Scott's actually doing shit. Yeah. While, I, meanwhile, Cap's I'm outside. trying to mentally picture what doing strategy is. And doing strategy. Just them like, uh, like holding their finger in front of their face like, all right, uh, yeah, to the thing, fucking thing. No, 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 just just calling shots. That's what it is. But like the speed of which they were doing it and... And also during this time, Cap's not Cap. Cap is uh, Bucky. Yeah. So. But yeah, he was pretty much like, Thor, punch it. Science guy, figure it out. Pretty much. That, that's literally what he said. <laughs> literally what he said. He was like, Reed, Tony, you guys, weird mutant people, you I figure it out. I picture, I picture Thing like. Thor, an, you hit it. I picture an interview with him where they're like, what makes you such a great leader? And then he's like, Hulk, punch thing. Um. Miss Fantastic, you do the brain thing. And then just cuts back to him with a smile, and he's like, I surround myself with people that are smarter than me. <laughs> and Nemesis was just, you know, he was telling the gravity of the situation, too. It's like, yeah. you don't, you know, put everybody in the sphere for no reason. Like, people are dying there yeah. right now. This That's, is extermination. Yeah. I'm trying to get them to understand that. Which is crazy that, like, in the Marvel Universe, they really don't care. Like, they're, they are there to help. Racists. But, like... That then doesn't lend itself later to AVX. When we cover AVX, like... Because well, that's really Steve Rogers. They don't give a shit. It's Bucky and Steve Rogers' difference right there. Well, yeah, but Tony and everyone else, I mean, they were still involved. Oh, yeah. Like, there is no, like, mutual understanding of, you guys have gone through some shit, huh? It's like, not at all. 
Uh, and then after this, of course, there's still fear itself, and then there's the, still the curse of the mutants. So like, there's still like, you see, you see the prestige of you know Scott and the X Men like build only to then fall with AVX. Trash. Yeah. Yeah, they really, really fucked him over on that. Yeah. But well, you know, what, what are you gonna do? Just, uh, die and then get reborn with the Phoenix and build yourself up and shoot at Captain America at a hate rally. And... <laughs> what he did during Rosenberg's uh, run? That's literally what you're gonna do. <laughs> that is literally what he did. Get drunk because all your friends are supposedly dead. <laughs> Miss a bottle in the air. Get your out. shot out and become an actual Cyclops. <laughs> Take a weird uh, family portrait for Hickman's run with uh, everybody, but it'll, like all your family, your brothers, your uh, your dad, your wife, and the guy who keeps on trying to fuck your wife. <laughs> Why is he on that cover? That weird beard, too. Because Wolverine, and Wolverine has beard. to be on every team. Fuck yeah. Wolverine. For real. Fuck him being on everything. I just want Wolverine just be in one book. Be, two at the most. Be Have the solo Wolverine book and then maybe on one team. No, I would like solo Wolverine book and then have him. He could be in the Avengers and the X-Men just sometimes. Like, why does he have to be in all of them all the time? I like him on the team. He's not in the Avengers right now. Good. They have, uh, he would not fit on uh, on the Avengers team right now. Because they already have um, a Ghost Rider and they have Blade. And it's like, ah, oh, we got enough people with those attitudes, so we don't need Wolverine. I guess. Ghost Rider doesn't have that attitude, though. Robbie Reyes? Robbie Reyes doesn't, but he's got, like, the darkness uh, shit covered. And then Blade full up has that attitude covered. Yeah. Actually, I haven't seen Robbie Reyes how he acts when he is Ghost Rider. He's actually he's uh, well go, when he's Ghost Rider when he has control he's fine. He's just like a how do you expect him to be? But he's also got a serial killer that takes over every once in a while. Oh, okay. But like even without that blade full up covers that um, that position that Wolverine would fill. They don't need Wolverine at all with Blade on the team. Did you read Blade vs Wolverine? Wasn't that recently? Uh, I I know they did Black Panther vs. Uh, Wolverine, or, or uh, no, that was Deadpool. That's not a fight. <laughs> it was a fight. That's <laughs> that an ass fight. whooping. Um, I don't know, they keep on doing, uh, no, I haven't read Blade vs. Wolverine. Is that a, a thing? Yeah, I think that was a recent thing, like this year thing. I don't know. I didn't hear about it. That's good. Alright, uh, anything else that we want to touch base on with, uh, any of those? No, that covers that, uh, that covers that arc. Alright, uh, well, I think we're at a good time to, uh, wrap this up. Uh, so thank you for joining us on this issue of Mex-Men. Uh, I'm Tony. I'm Justin. I'm Devin. And you have a good one.